Verbally Effective with Ina Esco is an interview-style podcast that intersects art, culture, politics, and entertainment with a Memphis focus. Each week, I'm joined by a featured guest with roots in Memphis. Verbally Effective delves into each guest's personal journey to uncover the incredible stories fueling their purpose, the highs and lows of their pursuits, and how through their passion, they are moving the culture forward. Be sure to follow Verbally Effective and Ina Esco on Instagram. Also, download the Verbally Effective podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Don't forget to check out the website and submit to be a guest at verballyeffective.com. What's up, y'all? This is Ben Kolar. I'm owner of Inkwell Cocktail Bar. I'm here with Ina Esco on Verbally Effective podcast. Hello, it's the Verbally Effective podcast. I'm Ina Esco, double A. Um, thank you. This is Code Dwight. Turn in. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Verbally Effective Podcast. I am your host, your double E, Ina Esco. You know, this podcast is at the intersections of art, culture, politics, entertainment with a Memphis flair. I first off want to give a big shout out to everyone who came out to the All Things Podcasting Workshop. We had a great time just, you know, soaking up knowledge like a sponge, networking, and I really appreciate all of you. We have more workshops coming soon and ebooks as well. But let's get right into it because I have a beautiful young lady with me who is thriving in the art world here in Memphis and beyond. Uh, she is a professional, professional fine artist, owner of original art. She creates amazing paintings that really exemplify black women. And of course, you know, natural ladies like me, she is accentuating all of those kinks and curls. And I love her art. I've been following her for quite some time. I'm talking about Jennifer Elaine. Welcome to the podcast. Well, hello. Hello. How are you? I'm great. It's nice to finally meet you in person. Yes. Yes. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm trolling you on social media, looking at all of the amazing work that you're doing. Your art is beautiful. Thank you. Yes. I know you probably hear that all the time. All the time. I haven't yes. had one complaint yet. Yes. No negative feedback. Okay. You know, because I always feel like, you know, there's something wrong because, you know, we're our hardest critics. Mm -hmm. And I'm like... Y'all don't see that? Or, like, mm -hmm. I might see something later, and I'm like, oh, I already made a post or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, but never had any negative feedback or critiques. So yes. I'm like, okay, I guess it's real good. For real, for real. For, it is. <laughs> for real, for real. And, you know, I've, I've had quite a few artists on the podcast. And, like you said, you know, artists are very sensitive about their work, um, very passionate about their work. And you have an art gallery here in Memphis. I think that's amazing. Yes. My art gallery is in Cordova. Yeah. It's the first black woman owned art wow. gallery in Cordova. I believe um, it. And it's nice. And so when people first pulled up, they were like, oh, we thought your name was Oriental Art. So we thought you were some Asian people. And I was like, no. Wow. I said, where the tea at? It's original. Mm -hmm. And yes. they were like, is your name Jennifer? I was like, yes. And they are like, oh, <laughs> so your name's a play on the words. I was like, yes. Mm -hmm. And so I opened the gallery and I provided a platform for 
How many artists we have in there? Twelve total. I like to keep the number at eleven because I like uh, double numbers. But okay. so they have like a residency there. Yes. Okay. Okay. Okay, Jen. We're gonna get into um, original art gallery, but we are gonna start at the beginning right here on verbally Let's effective because I know that you are not originally from here. <laughs> Tell us about where you're originally from. I'm originally from Louisville, Kentucky. Born and raised. Okay. I moved here. What? 13 years ago, like wow. April 2010, so almost 13 years. Wow. So tell me about growing up in Louisville. Am I saying it right? Louisville? You are. Louisville, Kentucky. Yes. Okay. So when I moved here, it was a culture shock. So Louisville. I bet. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> but I love the culture here. But we're, yeah. let's go to Louisville real quick. Louisville's cool, but it's um, not predominantly black city. And so in Louisville, like the blacks, we kind of stick together, of course. Um, I was raised in the suburbs area of Louisville, like in the outskirts. So I didn't really see much crime and all that. I know the crime has gotten worse now, but mm-hmm. I think everywhere has gotten bad post-pandemic or whatever. But um, Louisville is just it's a smaller city, maybe a little bit smaller than Memphis, Um I mean, it was cool growing yeah. up. It's predominantly white. Were you into art back then growing up in Louisville? So not really. I've sketched okay. and drawn my whole life, but I would just do it for fun. Like it was just something to do. Mm-hmm. And then um, was it summer 2015? I was immobile for eight weeks. I broke my ankle in three places. Wow. And I said I need to do something. And so I taught myself how to paint. And it was okay. like, it felt like therapy. And I felt like, oh, okay, like, because I was bored. And I was mm-hmm. like, let me see if I can teach myself to paint. And I did. And so I self-taught. And I like it better than drawing. So okay. it was nice. Wow, then self-taught. I just, That's yes. a lot of discipline to self-teach yourself something. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I have OCD, so I'm real particular. Like, mm-hmm. everything has to be perfect. And so when I first started painting, like, if I would... Say, for example, you have a coloring book. If I paint outside the lines or color outside the lines, mm-hmm. I get so frustrated. But then I found out, like with paint, it's easier to fix mm-hmm. compared to pencil or crayons or markers. And I was like, oh, I said, I can do this. Like, mm-hmm. this is me. And then I was like, I need to figure out what subject matter I want to do. And I said, I want to paint black women to show mm-hmm. our beauty because it's such a negative connotation around us. Like, mm-hmm. and I want us to feel beautiful for our Afrocentric features. Like mm-hmm. I was teased, for example, we go back to Louisville. Mm-hmm. I was teased for having full lips. Wow. And I'm like, is there something wrong with having big lips? Mm-hmm. And now people are paying to have lips like mine. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And injections and stuff like that. And so most of the women I do paint, they have full lips because I felt like I was ridiculed when I was younger for that. And then living in Louisville, they saw me as, like, they would say dark-skinned, blacky, stuff like that. But then when I moved here, people were like, you're not dark-skinned, you're brown-skinned. I was like, no, I'm dark-skinned. They were like, no, you're not. But in Louisville, it's like there's either light-skinned or you're dark-skinned. There's no in the middle. But wow. here, everyone was like, no, you're brown-skinned. They said, you're not even dark brown. I was like, okay, so this is different. Memphis going to let you know. Yeah, they did. <laughs> Real quick. They said, you ain't finna claim dark skin struggle. I was like, okay, well, never mind then. Look, never wow. mind. <laughs> Do you think that negative connotation of how black women are portrayed is changing? Or it's still there, but... It's still there, but I feel like us as a community, like us as black women, we are doing better with each other now we still have some mean girls the mean girl committee we don't deal with them but you know they're 
the ones that still feel like they have to bring us down or the pick me's like, oh, no, I'm going to say this so, you know, I can fit in with the black men. Mm -hmm. But I do feel like more black men are starting to come back to us, you know, yes. instead of going the other way. Wow. Now, when you how old were you when you moved to Memphis? Let's see. I'm 36 now. So 13 years, 23. 23 what were your immediate thoughts when you hit the town because i know you have family that your mom and dad are from here originally right yes. so you you're, you were used to kind of visiting memphis but when you moved here and planted roots roots <laughs> <laughs> tell me about that experience jennifer so again it was a big culture shock mm -hmm. um i remember i was coming out of a gas station i just uh Paid the, I think, no, I went inside to use the restroom because I had ready to pump my gas. I came back out there, like, oh, look, a uh, thick junk or a stout junk yeah, or something like that. Junk. I was like, stout junk? I was like, I what don't know that? what that means. And I was like, <laughs> thanks. And, you know, I took off running or whatever. But I did feel more um, celebrated for being black. Mm -hmm. Like, people would tell me, like, oh, your skin's so beautiful. And I was like, oh, I was like, thanks. So mm -hmm. it was different. And then like to be able to be okay with my natural hair and stuff like that, you know, up North is more or less, oh, your hair is nappy. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, this is, I like it here. Like it was cool. And then the culture here is rich. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't feel like Louisville had that much culture compared to Memphis. Like, and I feel like the culture here is deeply rooted in music and art. Mm -hmm. And I, and of course the food's fine, but yes, the food is fine. I said fine. I ain't from you. You, you, you see, you got that Memphis in you. You got that Memphis in you. <laughs> so yes, that was okay. my initial. You know, now the men here are different. How but they different, Jennifer? Tell me how the men different. Mm, some of them are a little complacent where they are. Need okay. to get some more oomph, you know. Mm -hmm. But then you have those other men. See, it's two-sided because then you got the men that are, like, hustle, like that, mm -hmm. making easy they money, pimping. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. yeah, like, I like that. They grit and grind. I like yes. that. Yes. Yes. Now, I heard you mention uh, art community. What did the art community look like when you got here, and how is it now? Here in Memphis? Mm, I think it's... So when I got here, it was kind of fickle. Because you were definitely tapping in. To, yes. Okay. And then once I started painting in 2015, that's when I really started tapping in. I was like, there's no black art shows. There's nothing. And so I started having the black art experience in 2000, May 2016. And like my first show, I was so nervous. I was like, I'm not from here. But over 100 people came. And I was like, wow. oh my God. I was like, okay. And so then eventually by March 2019, it grew to over 600 people. But then the pandemic came. And so I haven't mm -hmm. had it again. I plan on... It's time. I know. Everyone's asking. I yes. do plan on doing it again. But other people are like, but you know, now there's another black art festival. I was like, yeah, it's still like but the black okay. art. But that's okay. Yeah. It, that's not true. I said, how many loaves of bread on the show okay i said because people still been asking they still want mm -hmm. me but i also have an art gallery now so it's like what what do i want to do yes. you know so. yes I, I can see you coming back with a vengeance with that black art experience tell us about um what was the flow of the event like describe the black art experience that you had so we had jewelry vendors we had black artists only so mm -hmm. I didn't want anybody to be able to invade our space, um, mm -hmm. create spaces, especially for us. Mm -hmm. And so art collectors came out and we had a catered food, like full course meal, like, like a family reunion, pretty much. Yes. Like you get everything. Mm -hmm. um, body painting. Mm -hmm. Who else did we have? Man, we had a lot of vendors. 
because eventually got up to over 40 artists and vendors wow. together. And because the last one was at the Agri Center. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and that's a huge location. Yes. Yes. And so it was nice. It was over 600 people at the last one. And wow. artists were selling artwork, like artists mm-hmm. were selling out. Mm-hmm. Um, you had to engage the audience, of course. And we even had like the wax bar. Memphis was there. Mm. She was doing services on the spot, like whether it was eyebrows. Now she didn't, you know, do any waxing of the JJ, but <laughs> you know, everything else. Everything and, else was yeah. good. Yeah, and so people would end up leaving her, leaving there, and being one of her clients, mm-hmm. you know, permanently. And then we had the Cairo place there, of course, and they mm-hmm. got clients from us as well. Shout so, out to the Cairo place. Yes. yes. Dr. Yes. Dina Turner. Yes. She's so sweet. She's wow. everything black, too. So, yeah. Yes. I like that everything black. And, you know, we are kind of towards the end of Black History Month right now. Do you find that during Black History Month that you are celebrated more and have more business during Black History Month or you don't see a difference? Mm, so I'm Black History 365. Okay. But um I'm trying to think. Uh, it might be a slight increase in business because people are trying to buy black, shop black. Mm-hmm. But I think ever since they, you know, more people found out about Juneteenth and, you know, the meaning behind it and started celebrating it more, I feel like people have been buying black year round. Mm-hmm. So it's actually changed some, like okay. the dynamic. Now, before all the Juneteenth and um, the increase in police brutality and everything, I feel like Black History Month, yes, sales soared. Mm-hmm. But now it's kind of like level throughout the year. Okay, okay. Well, Jennifer, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to kind of get into some of your exchanges with some of your clients because I know, you know, the goal is to sell your art and negotiate and, you know, have people appreciate what you're doing. So we're going to get all in to original art gallery and, you know, how you, you know, negotiate with these clients and and other things that you're doing to leverage your brand okay Okay. all right verbally effective audience we'll be right back with jennifer elaine hey guys welcome back to the verbally effective podcast it's ina esco on the mic and i have with me the very beautiful black (laughs) jennifer elaine she is the owner of original art and we're gonna get all into how did you and why did you begin original art gallery so i was a teacher so before okay so we gotta go back mm-hmm. so i worked at dcs and i was like oh it's too much trauma and so then i got a job at mlk prep teaching art 9 through 12 um it was nice culture was pretty bad mm. um yeah, it was in fraser and then i stopped working there may 2019 and so I was like, what am I going to do? You know, I was like, do I want to use my psychology degree, my biology degree? What do I want to do? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, maybe I can be a behavior specialist at Shelby County Schools or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, nah, it wasn't working. And I would apply to jobs, and I wouldn't hear nothing back. And so my dad was like, why don't you up your own art gallery? You got a lot of clients. And, mm-hmm. like, I was making, like, even while I was working, I was making, like, 40 to 60 grand off my art on the side. Wow. Yeah, so I was like, okay. I said, but who going to pay the overhead at the gallery? Mm-hmm. And he was like, you should look for something off Germantown Parkway. Because I live in Cordova. I have a house in Cordova. Um, and I don't live far from Germantown Parkway. And I was like, okay. And so I went looking. I was like, ooh, this is a nice spot. Right off Germantown Parkway. And I was like, how much is the rent? And they were like, 
$2,300. And I was like, whew. I was like, that's a lie. <laughs> My dad was like, you can do it. You know, because I had looked at some other places, but they didn't take me serious because I was a young black woman. How old was I then? 31, 32, somewhere around there. And I was like, dang, they didn't take me serious at all. Like, they were like, yeah, you know, you're kind of new in business. And I was like, no, I've been in business since 2015. And wow, they're like, yeah, the no. Nah. Right. So then I opened the gallery and I hit the ground running. Like, the grand opening was huge. Um, art, one of the artists, so his whole back wall, his name's Morris Sally, Mosal. Um, he's kind of like my business partner. And he sold the entire back wall. He was like, oh, Queen Jen, we in this for real. And I was wow. like, yeah, I said, I need you to fill the wall back up, you know. Mm -hmm. And so at that time, I think we had 11, exactly 11 artists. And I was like, I can help these artists market, mm -hmm. learn how to price their work, and there were artists who never sold artwork until they came to original art or until they came to Bay. And so, because, of course, Bay was before the gallery opened. And I was like, oh, my God, like, this is so touching. Because some of the artists were like, oh, my God, I saw my first piece. Mm. And I was like, oh, because I'm sitting here thinking they've been selling art. Yeah. And they were like, no, like, this wow. is my first sale. And I was like, this is dope. So, yes, I just wanted to create a platform for black artists mm -hmm. and we need some more black in Cordova. Now we have more like black restaurants finally. And mm -hmm. um, still you know, there's a few black spots like you can go to like venues or whatever. But otherwise, like I yeah. feel like we need more still need more black in Cordova. So. Well, you know, with um, the pandemic and what do they call it? The great um uh, God, not great recession, but people leaving their corporate jobs or leaving their jobs, trying to be entrepreneurs. I would think that there are more black owned businesses just across the board. So you're, you're seeing some pop up. Yes. So okay. the great resignation, the great and resignation. Yes, there are several black businesses popping up now in Cordova. And I love it. Like, mm -hmm. I'm like, can we turn Cordova black? But don't <laughs> I'm look. seeing a lot of spots opening. Yes. Like, wow. Yes, because even Pops Colonel, she's one door down from me. So mm -hmm. it's dope. And, you know, sometimes I sneak down there, give me a little bag of popcorn. Her popcorn's the best popcorn I've ever had. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, she's pretty dope, too. And she's so sweet, so mm -hmm. sweet. And I like, you know, business owners that are like that, genuinely care, loving, and not jealous. Like, I can't stand when, like, our own people get jealous of each other. Like, so you you've gone that. through a lot of jealousy along your journey. Yes. In, in what ways, Jennifer? Hmm. So I've even had, like, when I opened my gallery, like, there's been artists that have had issues. Like, I didn't even know. Like, it was like a snake, you know, type mm -hmm. thing. And then, like, some friends, like, they just start falling off because you don't think they're jealous. And then after you look back, you're like, oh, so that's what it was. Mm -hmm. Like, instead of making it, like, they make it all about them, and it's really mm -hmm. not about them because we're right. in business. So it's like, if you want to be seen, just say it. You know right. what I'm saying? They hold it in and just be watching and observing and just festering like a sore. Ooh. Yeah, but why fester? I don't know, girl. You know, like if there's an issue, say it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm pretty down to earth and I'm open. Like mm -hmm. I'm laid back. I'm a Libra. So I'm pretty now black and white. You know what I'm saying? But as far as coming to me, talking to me, like my friend friends, they know. They're like, Jennifer, cool. Mm -hmm. Like you can talk to her about anything. So yeah, if you I get got that an issue, vibe from you. yeah. So you know what I'm saying. <laughs> if you got an issue, say yeah. it. You know, folks, almost forty years old and or above forty, yeah. like, come talk to me. Like, they'll be all right. 
They'll yeah. be all right. But I'm not about to dim my light for anybody. Don't. Yeah. No. I, I know you're not, Jennifer. Mm-mm. I know you're not. Um, some of the black-owned businesses you mentioned, are they clients of yours? They are. Okay. Because okay. um, Jason, he owns Trap Fusion. He's bought art from us and mm-hmm. from Mosal, especially. Mm-hmm. And then he also asked us to decorate, like, well, the art at the Whitehaven location, he bought all of that art. Mm-hmm. But the art at the Cordova location, he allows us to put art in there. And then if people come and they want to buy, they buy it. And he doesn't even take a commission off the sale. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Now, something that you mentioned is that. You know, the artists that are in residency at your gallery, you help them price. Is is that something hard for artists to do? And how do you determine price points with art? So pricing is very hard. Even like my first piece, I think I sold it for $150 and it went to United Kingdom. And mm. so I really didn't make much off the sale, but I didn't know how to price my art. And I was like, uh-oh, I was like, I didn't make anything really because the shipping was like $64 and then it got held up in customs and I had to pay more money. And I was like, okay, so I made $20 off the bank. And I was like, okay, this is different. You know, next time, right? Yes. And I do know. (laughs) Yeah. So my prices are, you know, they're, of course they'll increase every year, but, um, you know, they're way more than that now. Um, like this piece, I Mm -hmm. just sold her. She's close to a thousand dollars. So, um, do you have a name for this piece? Yes. Her name is pure radiance. Pure radiance. I see that, especially with the vibrant colors. Yes. Ghana Art Critique. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. Yes, I love vibrant colors. Yes. So I yes. like, because we are colorful people, mm-hmm. you know. Now, the only reason I switched to black and white art for just like a couple months, my friends challenged me. They said, I bet you can't do work without color. And I said, who? Oh. Yes, you can. And I did it. Mm-hmm. I did it. Um, yeah. One of my pieces that's black and white is at a natural fair. Um, Takesha Berry Brooks is the owner. She's my close, close friend. Like I talk to her every day. Like, that's my homie. Okay. And uh, she's all Memphis, mine. Look, she's straight Memphis. <laughs> straight Memphis. And, like she keeps me together. Yes. Like, yeah. And she don't let nobody play with me at all. Right. And like when I did the black and white piece, she said, "Yep, it's going to my salon." Oh, wow. And so, yeah, she um, she just opened another Cordo- uh, location in Cordova. In March of last year. So she's coming up on her one year anniversary. Amazing. Amazing. Now, I know, you know, you're very active online. Um, I'm sure people reach out to you all the time about your pieces. Tell me about some of the exchanges, some of the most interesting exchanges you've had with negotiating with people. And I know you probably negotiate with celebrities as well. Yes. So... Sierra has bought artwork for me. Wow. That exchange was random because I tagged her because I used her song Better Things when it first mm-hmm. came out. It was on my birthday. And mm-hmm. she was like, I love your art. And she told me happy birthday. And then she went to my website and bought it. Wow. And like she bought several canvas prints. And I was like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And so I was so excited. So that one was quick. Like, you know, most of the time I can tell when someone's actually going to buy. And then some people are like, "Ooh, those prices are, you know. Like, mm-hmm. it might not be in their budget. But some people, I feel like, I don't know whether they're shameful or something, but I don't, like, I feel like, you know, you can just be like, hey, I can't afford it instead of ghosting. You know what I'm saying? Oh, but, they're a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> like, for example, I just did a big painting. It's called Sapphire Solitude. It went viral. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got over 800,000 views on wow. Instagram, 100,000 likes, I think. And... <laughs> People were reaching out, but some people would just ghost me. But other people, they would go ahead and tell me, like, Ooh, I can't afford $4,000 at this time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I was cool with that. Or they'd just go buy a canvas print, which is a lot 
Like if it's in your budget, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because most of the time, the original, real art collectors buy the original, you know, because mm-hmm. they're like, they don't see a price. They're just like, okay, if they want it, they're going to buy. I could yeah. say $20,000. They want it, they're going to get it, you know? Yes. But as far as someone just getting into collecting art, it's probably best to start like at a print, which might be like $44. And then a canvas print starts at like 200 and up. Mm-hmm. So it just depends, like whether it's embellished or not. Like embellishments where you go leave or texture, mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. But I've also had some people like, uh, I can go to Marshall's or I can go to um, no, Kirkland's. Don't. Yeah, they'd be like, I can get it for $100 at Kirkland's. I'm like, okay. We'll do that. Yeah, because it's not an original, but okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I, I bet you've heard and seen it all. Yes. Home <laughs> goods. I've heard everything. Well, I can do it myself. Do it. Right. Yeah, do I want to see you do all this detail. Yes, because yeah. you have a lot of pieces with a lot of detail. What has been like uh, the piece that has taken you the longest time to create? Um, I would have to say Gad- Godiva. She was, um, I started her before my dad passed because he passed away suddenly in March of 2022. And it took me forever to get back into the swing of things. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I would paint, and I would, like, have a vision or a flashback, and I'd be like, okay, okay, and I couldn't focus. Or I might start crying or something like that. And so she took a long time. I think I started her in February, and I think I finished her to, like, May. And I usually finish artwork, depending on the size and detail, like, between, like, two weeks to four weeks. Because I also have ADD, so I'm all over the place. So, and then I get interrupted because, of course, I had to ship out orders. Um, and you were following me before I even hit 10K on mm-hmm. Instagram. And now I'm at 20.6K. Yeah. So, come on. Come yeah, on. So, come on. Following. Yes. And so now I have a lot of orders that I have to process. Yeah. And then I also do, like, homeschool classes now on Mondays. And then people come in for private art lessons, like children. Yes. And yeah. so I'll work on a piece and I might have to step back for a little bit and do all the administrative tasks. And then of course people reach out about other, you know, like paint parties, events mm-hmm. at the gallery. Then I just did a paint party with the Memphis Grizzly staff. Oh, so that's wonderful. Yes. And so I had to go to the FedEx forum. So, you know, it's a lot of mm-hmm. in between. So when people are like, do you do commission work anymore? And I'm like, I got to wait for a minute. Cause mm-hmm. I'm all over the place right now. Like I got to get some type of system. Cause right now it's like, I'm productive, but I'm also busy. And I don't like busy. I like productive. So being busy is kind of like I need to be able to produce as well. So Sounds like you're balancing it somewhat, but you... What you say, you need to be productive, not busy. Correct. And I'm a Libra, so we love balance. We can balance everybody else's life except for mm-hmm. our own. And so <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to get that work-life balance because, again, I, you know, I have an 18-year-old that goes to Tennessee State, and then I have a 5-year-old still at home. And my 5-year-old, he's wild. He's a Pisces. He's emotional. And, okay, now uh, it's Pisces season now. Hold on now. Hold I know. on now. <laughs> Look, don't he stop a lover, though. He, he a lover. He is. He's so lovable. He love his mama. I know. Yes, and don't want nobody to touch him. <laughs> like he got jealous because i went my mom had came down for a couple weeks and he got upset because i was in there talking to her when he woke up he said what are you doing in here he said why are you talking to granny i said Mm -hmm. oh i was like what do you want me to do he said let's go in the living room and eat breakfast and i was like oh 
okay. And he's so skinny and tall. And I'm like, he's running things around mm-hmm. his house. I said, let me go. Yes. I said, Mama, I'll come talk to you later. I, said, I gotta oh, wow. go. Look, gotta go. <laughs> but yeah. You know what? Being a boy mom is is such great joy. Uh, you just mentioned the ages of your boys. And, you know, I have a 17 and a 9-year-old. You got a bigger gap than me. You got a bigger gap than me. I was at the finish line, and you know, I met one of these Memphis uh, men, you know. He got to me, so. He got to you. He did. Mm. He got to me, and you know, here came Jalen, the five-year-old. So. Hey, Jalen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jalen. Okay, Jennifer, let's do this. I need you to repeat after me. Okay? All right, let's go. Amen, say mine. Hey, mine, say mine. See, you ain't no from no Louisville. You from Memphis. You from Memphis. I'm from Memphis. You're from Memphis. Okay, check it out, Jennifer. I, I This is a transparent moment between you and I. So act accordingly. Amen. Say, man, what is something possible today that may have not been possible just 10 years ago in your life? So today I've learned, um, it's actually been kind of like the past year or so, I've learned how to create boundaries mm. and stop letting people walk over me mm-hmm. and um 10 years ago I was a, more of a people pleaser mm-hmm. but that goes with the libra anyway it's libra energy um because we want to be liked by everybody mm-hmm. and I had to learn over the past year not everyone's going to like me and not everyone's for me they mm-hmm. might pretend to be for me but they're really not and so now I'm more okay with cutting mm-hmm. that toxicity you know and then I've realized that manipulation is when people are upset because you set boundaries around their toxic traits but they don't like that like your toxic actions are why I'm behaving this way or why I had to create a boundary Mm -hmm. you know but they'll manipulate the situation like and I've even had it to where people have called like my close friends and they're like why don't you just call Jennifer you know what I'm saying? Like, because again, like I told you, I'm very easygoing. So the people pleasing has gotten better because that's, I felt like that was a character flaw because it was allowing people to um, walk over me. Um, Affect your business. Yes. Big time. Yes. And I've, as people have fallen off, you know, because as you elevate, let's say we're on an elevator. Sometimes you got to stop to let people off, right? Okay. Okay. As you continue to climb to the top, mm-hmm. even though you don't want to, because it hurts. Like, mm-hmm. because when I'm a friend, I'm a friend, friend. Like, I mess with you the long way. Like, there's nothing. Like, I'll drop everything if something's going on. And so, if I have to sever a friendship, it hurts, like, mm-hmm. real bad, because I'm real yeah. genuine with my friends. And so, again, I wouldn't be able to do this 10 years ago to be able to just be like, okay. It's not me. It's not me. I have to understand it's them. You know what I'm saying? And so that's really hard, though, because I always, I usually do take things personal. Like, nah, maybe I said something. Maybe I did something. But really, some people create false narratives in their head. Mm -hmm. And their perception is not reality. Mm -hmm. Like, I have a lot going on, especially this past year. So Mm -hmm. grief did open my eyes more. Like, I saw so much. I saw people's true colors. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Dang, have they always been this way? Wow. You know, so 10 years ago, no, I would have never been able to do that. I would still be over here getting walked over, being a pushover and wow. not be able to use my voice. Like I never felt like I could use my voice 10 years ago. Yes. And now I 
getting interviewed by news stations and people are buying my art for four and five figures, you know? Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be able to do that 10 years ago because I wasn't as confident. So. I love it. I love it, Jennifer. Your confident exudes just everywhere. I love it. I love it. You know, sometimes you just got to tell these folks no. And and for a Libra, that may have been hard before. Yes, Lord. Because, yeah. I'm a, again, people pleaser. And I want everyone to like me. So yeah. not being able to use my voice and say no. Yeah, it was rough. And so yeah. now that I can do that and not feel bad about it. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like you. I'm winning now. You are. You definitely <laughs> winning. All right. Amen. Say mine. Tell me, what is the thing that you love most about Memphis and the thing that you hate the most about Memphis? What I love most about Memphis, this sounds so fair, is the food. Is the food. Yeah, the food and culture, too. I okay. like the culture, too. But what the particularly food. you like as far as food here in Memphis? Ooh, the wings. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't really eat pork because it's my stomach up, but I love wings. Like, I'm a mm -hmm. wing connoisseur. And then there's a variety of foods oh, here. Oh, yeah. We got a bunch of wings yeah, spots then, out here. Yeah, and then y'all make up new flavors and stuff here. And I'm just like, ooh. <laughs> they don't have that in Louisville. No. No, 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 no. You just get hot mouth, you know, mm -hmm. lemon pepper. But I do love lemon pepper wings. But, like, here, like, honey gold, never heard of it until I came here. Like, there's so many different ones. And then they put these different names on them. And I'm like, yeah. okay, I got to try those, yeah. you know. And they got to be fried hard. Someone yeah. said, you picked that up from Memphis. I was like, nah, I've always wanted about it. I don't want no chewy chicken. Okay. But yeah. Make it fried hard. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so it's the food. So what about on the other side of things in Memphis? <sighs> the crime. I feel mm -hmm. like the crime overshadows um, the creativity, the culture in Memphis. And it's starting to get widespread. Because mm -hmm. um, at first, like, I wouldn't... Like, Cordova was straight. Like, I had no issues. Because yeah. I started in Bartlett. It was fine. And then I moved out to Cordova. It was perfect. Like, we had very little crime. But now it's starting to get car break-ins, house break-ins. And I, I might see a murder or somebody shooting or something. I'm like, what, in Cordova? Mm -hmm. You know? And so I think maybe over the past five, six years, it's gotten worse. And I'm like, uh-uh. Like, I feel like there needs to be something whether it's the city officials or better parenting, something needs to happen to try to curb this crime because otherwise it's going to keep going. And then seeing the ages, like I saw, it was on Unapologetically Memphis, 11, an 11-year-old. 11 11 and they keep just slapping his hand. Shooting. Was it, was he, did he do the 11-year-old? He No, he killed the teacher. No, that was a six-year-old. That, that was in was Texas. A, okay, okay. Yeah. Hold what on, the 11-year-old, what did he do? Oh, car break-in, stealing. Oh, yes. yes, he was doing all that crazy stuff. And I was like, where are his parents? But I saw people in the comments, where's his parents? Mm -hmm. And is he in the system? Like, is he they a ward of the film, state? Huh? They had it. They had a Yeah, a, but they didn't show his face. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because he's a minor. But mm -hmm. they said he's out again. Like, they just slap his wrist and he's back out. That's all sad. So, no consequences. You're going to keep doing it over mm -hmm. and over until you know that, oh, I'm going to get in trouble if I do this. Mm -hmm. And then, like, even, what is this, 17 to 24-year-olds, it seems like the crime is, like, through the roof. And I was yeah. like... Come on now, Generation Z. Let's get it together. Let's get it together. Yeah. Because everything you just mentioned, I mean, you know, from the parenting, even police enforcement. Mm. You know, we just suffered the tragedy of Tyree Nichols. And, you know, you have to look at that side of the coin as well. Like, you know, these people are out here. Memphis is still up here in poverty. You know, we're dealing with a lot in Memphis. 
Yes. Uh-huh. And the poverty mindset, there has to be a way to try to get rid of that in Memphis. And I feel like that also heightens the crime here because yeah, the poverty, definitely. there's lack of resources. And then, you know, sometimes when there are resources, there's unappreciation mm-hmm. involved as well. And so I just, I don't know the solution and I don't know the answers. It's hard to, yes. to give a, a concrete solution. Yes. And I wish there was something I could do because if I was, if it was up to me, I saved the world, mm-hmm. but I don't even know. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like I do what I can you know, to support different organizations, like the people that are actually out there on foot, mm-hmm. out there doing the work. Like, yep. I'm like, hey, what you need? If I can if I can do financial help, I got you. But as far as, like, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I have some friends that they're out there, they're activists, and they know, like, they're trying to work, you know? They're in the communities. They're doing yep. the work, you know? And I commend them for that. So if I can help you in mm-hmm. any way, I'm going to do that. Yeah. Now, um, you know, what's very interesting is, you know, there are so many people here in Memphis that, you know, are doing big things in the art world and, and they probably don't know where to start and be similar on a Jennifer Elaine platform, right? Like <laughs> like you mentioned, you know, some of the artists that you have, they don't know how to price. Uh, they probably never sold a painting. What advice do you have for these artists out here that are struggling in the thick of it and want to make waves? My first advice would be to be consistent. Um, without consistency, you will not succeed. And you have to be confident in your work. Like you have mm-hmm. to know that, excuse my language, that you're this literally like you have to know that and internalize it. And then if someone does offer you critique, you have to accept it. Don't be too sensitive about your shit, but you have to accept it at times. You know what I'm saying? And then as far as getting yourself out there, don't be afraid to contact artists that might be soaring or, you know, they might be popping at the moment. Contact Mm -hmm. them. Like, especially me, like I'm very open. Like you have questions, I'll answer them, you Mm -hmm. know? Some of my friends say I should do an ebook and charge people, mm-hmm. but I'm like, you know, some information. You don't get a game for free. <laughs> I have been given the game for free, but yeah. yeah. And that's okay, too. That's yeah. okay, because really, you're probably not giving all the game for free, are you? Or are you? It seems like it. Yeah. <laughs> and that might go back to the Libra miss, but I'm going to get it together, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. I can't monet- do I got to monetize everything? Look, yeah. social media is already monetized. And that feel like a full-time job along yes. with trying to create. So I got to stay on the consistent with the algorithm, mm-hmm. respond to comments. Because, again, it's social media. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing. Like, when you're on social media, respond to people. Mm-hmm. Don't just go and tap their comment and like it. No, yeah, you, you need to respond. respond. And engage. Yes, and be genuine. Like, mm-hmm. I actually do love when people comment on my, so I can engage with them. You know, mm-hmm. and I talk a lot. So. It's like I can talk through the computer, too, and then I can talk and be on the phone and type in. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Jennifer, so you out here doing the art, doing the social media, doing this, doing that. I'm so surprised about the social media piece, like all of it. You out here busy. Yes, because most artists are introverts. And so that's another thing. I'm an extra extrovert. So Mm -hmm. a lot of artists are like, you're not scared to talk to people? I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've always been a social butterfly, so that also mm-hmm. helps. Yeah, because some artists are very shy, and I'm not. And so, but I feel like if you're a shy or introvert, social media should work, you know, because yeah. you're not in person. But yeah. I don't know. When you when you went to 
Instagram, the visual of all visual platforms uh, across the board, did you notice anything change with your business? Um, and were you hesitant to go on social media or are you, have you always been on there with your work? Um, ever since I started painting, yes, I've always been on social media. So uh, again, I'm a very social person. So mm -hmm. Instagram wasn't scary to me. I do like that now we can do reels cause that's what blew my following up even more mm -hmm. and my clientele. Um, uh, I really haven't had any trolls. Per se, I think I had one, and she was like, I wouldn't pay $700 for that. And I no, said, that's fine. Maybe you don't have it. You know, and then I was like, oh, no, 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 I can't say that. But I had already typed it, and I was like, okay, let me just go delete her comment. You know, because I was going to go on a rant. Look at this girl said this and da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. You know, and I was like, why am I feeding this negative energy? And right. so I just deleted the comment, deleted my post, because I went to Facebook with it. And some of my friends were like, let me go respond. So they was under the comment, too. I was like, okay, okay. They got her, they got her, they got her. They don't play about me. So I said, let me just delete the whole comment. I was like, I got to quit. I was like, nope, don't feed into it. Like, you can't feed into the negativity. But Instagram, you know, it started off as the photo sharing app, mm -hmm. you know. And so now we can do videos. I mean, my photos still do good, too. But, yeah. I mean, the reels it takes That's a lot of work. Yeah. But mm -hmm. the content takes, a, you know, it takes a lot of work because um, mm -hmm. you got to edit and make sure you pick the right trending song. Girl. Make sure your hashtags on point, your caption. Because mm -hmm. them too long captions, because I don't even read some of them. Mm -hmm. Like, I, you better catch me in the first three lines yeah. or I'm going to. You got to pull them in quick. On yes, the reels Lord. with the music, the caption, what we looking at, everything. Yes, and ask a question to get mm -hmm. more engagement in the comments. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. So, you know, mm -hmm. once you learn the method to the madness, play Instagram's game, Facebook's game, mm -hmm. TikTok's game, whoever, because all of them are pretty much the same. Once mm -hmm. you learn their games, yeah, they play pretty them much, or not. Yeah, yeah, and then they like, you know, for you to pay to play. Yes, and I don't pay for ads. Because you, yeah. you figured out that algorithm. Yes, yes, that's the secret sauce right there. Yes, so you find out what time is popping for you because the time's not the same for everyone. Because some people are like, what time do you post? I'm like, but you got to look at your audience mm -hmm. and make sure they're active. You know what I'm saying? And you just learn. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes the algorithm will pick you up, sometimes not. And then mm -hmm. since I'm on the Reels bonus program, sometimes once I get to a certain threshold, they'd be like, hold on, let me slow her down a little bit because we don't mm -hmm. pay her as much, you know? And I'd be like, oh, don't worry about it. So I'll turn off the Reels uh, bonus for that reel or something, and it'll shoot through the roof. And I'm like, Wow, I said, you didn't figure them out, games. Jennifer. Yeah. You have figured them out. Wow, you know what? It has been very, very interesting to hear your story and the amazing work that you're doing in the art community. And I applaud you because your confidence exudes, uh, your artwork is amazing, and you want to help the other artists in Memphis. So let me give you your flowers now, Jennifer Elaine. I love everything that you're doing. And thank you for coming to Verbally Effective. Thank you. And you're <laughs> welcome. Yes. Now, before we go, I want you to let the Verbally Effective audience know how they can um, follow your journey on social media, when the art gallery is open, and also some upcoming events that you have. All right. So social media tags are all on my website. So I'm just going to spell out the website. It's O-R-I-J-E-N-N-A-L-A-R-T.com. So originalart.com. And my Instagram, Facebook, everything's connected. So you just click. It'll say follow me on Instagram. It's easy to do. And then um, gallery hours are um, closed Sunday, Monday, open Tuesday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., 
Saturday, 11 a.m. to 6. And wow. then if there's an event going on, sometimes on Saturdays we open till 10. It just okay. depends on what's going on. So what kind of events you got coming up at the art gallery? Well, my friend Kim Newsom is having an event on what day is that? March 25th. Mm-hmm. Um, there is an investment, of course. It's going to be very nice and top tier. I saw um, that. I saw that. Yes. And yeah. so her event is the 25th. You can go actually to either my Instagram or hers, and you'll see the event. Um, then there's a Sister Reach fundraiser is the Thursday before. Was that the 23rd, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the 23rd. And then, I know I'm going backwards. The 11th. Miss Cheryl is having an event, but it's a private event, and it's during the morning. So, okay, yeah. so we can do private events at Original Art Gallery. Yes, ma'am. We can do a private <laughs> events. We can do public events. We can do it all. Mm-hmm. And we just had a Black History Showcase, and we were sold out. It was packed. Wow. I said, Lord, don't let the fire marshal come in here. But we did it, and yeah. it was very successful. That was a good problem to have. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> well, congratulations, Jennifer Elaine. Keep doing what you do. Artists connect with Jennifer Elaine. She's trying, she's answering all the questions, giving all the game. And I want you guys to continue to follow her amazing journey. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in to Verbally Effective Podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe on all streaming platforms and that Ina Esco YouTube channel as well. I'll see you guys next week.